views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to Cultural Brilliance Radio with Claudette Rowley. Conversations that are transforming the world of culture and business. Claudette brings fresh, innovative perspectives that push the boundaries of what organizational cultures can and should be. Learn how to catalyze your organization's workforce into an authentic, intentional, financially successful culture. Wow, everyone. Welcome. This is really exciting. It's so great to have you all tuning us in and turning us on. Let me tell you why. Um, I love what happens here when brilliance emerges. And what do I even mean by that? Well, let me give you a couple of uh, tidbits on this. Um, It's hard for me to describe what my life is like and how I get to work with the most creative, amazing, absolutely groundbreaking initiative type people. And I have to pinch myself some days. And I am thrilled to be introducing all of you to a fabulous radio series we're going to be doing with Claudette Rowley. Now listen, Cultural Brilliance Radio, the DNA of organizational excellence. Now, why is this exciting? Well, you're going to hear about it today, but also What is it that Claudette has said that she is showing up in life to do? Here's what it is. It is to take a message. This absolutely cultural brilliant CEO is a culture design consultant, 20 years plus of experience in organizational development, has created a five-step cultural brilliance methodology and model. She works with executive leaders uh, and people across the organization to retain and increase the value of their business as they merge, transform, scale, and shine. She's an experienced strategist with a knack for building collaborative executive leadership teams, just skyrockets business performance, and does it in a way that engages employees. Now, this is really the new thing that you're going to hear about today. So for the past 15 years, she has consulted, trained, coached executive leaders, management teams, Fortune 100 companies, small businesses, startups, how to create a workplace culture that delivers effective business results. And by the way, honors people in the process. This is really going to be cool for all of us to look at here today because you can do stuff and get effective business results and completely not honor the people that are there. That's not Claudette. So here we go. We are ready to talk with her about what she has discovered, created, and is bringing to the forefront as a professional certified coach an international coach, someone that has said yes to helping organizations become culturally brilliant. Claudette, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much, Pat. I'm thrilled to be here. Really excited. Well, let's talk about today because we're going to kick this off with cultural intelligence, the tapestry of success. I love that. Uh, And when we're thinking about that, 
you know, a lot of times what happens is we leave one element out or leave another element out or what we also do. I'm not saying that you do this, but I've been on teams where we customize our conversation around this to fit an executive team, but not you. What is this cultural intelligence and how do we tap into it? So let's talk about that first. Absolutely. So cultural intelligence, it's its like emotional intelligence in a sense that it's really what I like to call an energetic connection in a culture. So like as we see emotional intelligence emerge and sometimes we can't quite put our finger on it, it's not necessarily tangible, but when it's there, we know it and see it. Cultural intelligence can be like that. It's this, it's this intelligence that the culture holds. And if we allow it to emerge, we allow it to unfold, it really, really will. Um, and as you were saying, sometimes organizations will actually customize the conversation on culture in order to meet what the executives or the leaders want to see or hear. And so this moves well beyond that. It says whatever intelligence is actually here, we're going to allow this to emerge. We're going to allow it to unfold and we're going to learn from it. We're going to actually learn from our own organizational culture Mm -hmm. and see what it has to tell us. So it's a lot about um, authenticity and and truth-telling and accepting what's actually part of a culture. What are all the great parts? What are the parts that aren't maybe aren't so great? and listening to what it has to tell us. That's what I love about this. And that's what I love about what you've created, you know, in, in the concept, the idea, the model of cultural brilliance. And we're going to talk more about that uh, uh, as we move forward here. And especially as the series gets on you know, one of the things that I know that you have been on a mission for is to understand how culture is and what do we have to do to understand that? How do we recognize it? So part of the model that you've created is including in the conversation of culture, authentic, the word authentic. Uh, Let's talk about that for a minute, because that is not a whole, that is not a word we hear too often here in in organizations. No, no, we don't. We hear, we we hear sometimes, we hear authentic leadership. We talk about people getting to be authentic. We don't talk a lot about authentic culture. And authentic, you know, when we think about culture, there's a lot of a lot around cultural design right now, that's a hot topic. In mergers and acquisitions, there's a lot around cultural integration, as there should be. How do two cultures integrate when there's a merger or acquisition? We don't hear a lot about what's authentic in culture. So authenticity in a culture is understanding things like what are the observable norms about how people operate? What are the hidden ones? What are the ones you know beneath the water, if you're thinking about some of the norms being the tip of an iceberg? What's beneath that water? It's also understanding what's the, what's the best about us as a culture and an organization. And I don't find a lot of organizations talking about that. Having a conversation, what's best about us? What do we do really well? Who are we as an organization? They may talk about values and mission, but they leave out this part about who are we as a workforce, who are we as an organization, what's best about us, what's true and real and authentic about who we are, which may be really positive. And as I said, might be some things that an organization may say, yeah, that's authentic for us, but we may want to shift and change that because it's not serving us any longer. And that's completely fine. Uh, But it's really allowing the flow of what I would call the flow of the organizational um, evolution to unfold. Sometimes I'll see organizations, especially in, like, for example, in the startup world, you'll see a great company form. Someone had a great vision. They had a great passion. They started a, a company. It's really doing well. And then at some point 
the company it really is about to grow. It's about to scale. It's taking off in a completely different way. And I've seen examples where the culture has actually held it back from doing that or made it a lot harder for it to scale and grow in a rapid way because the culture that formed it when the company was founded or started is not the culture that organization now needs. Uh, so part of that authenticity is actually understanding how a culture needs to grow and evolve to yeah. track with the organization as it grows and evolves. Yeah, I love this because what I hear you saying around this is this has really been the missing link for a really long time. It's really the organic aspect aspect of honoring people in the workplace that somehow a long time, and I understand how this could happen, especially in the research world on this, how this could be left out because of some of the confusion we've had with climate and culture. But, you know, I want to ask you this question, you know, how is it, how is culture a help in your opinion? I know you've been doing this for quite some time. I mean, look at you. You've created cultural brilliance. But how is culture a help or is it perhaps a hindrance in, in this idea of in cultural intelligence? It's yeah, it's it's actually both. Um, and there are a lot of a lot of people who have done research on culture for a really, really long time, like Edgar Schein, for example, who's one of the forefathers in organizational culture. And they talk a lot about that culture that we have to accept that culture is really a help and a hindrance, often simultaneously in organizations, um, and that we can't make it black and white and say, culture is helping us here, but it's a hindrance over here. You know, It's really understanding, again, that it is because culture evolves as, as people in an organization learn and make decisions and grow together, the culture evolves. So it's really, it's honestly looking at it and saying, sometimes it's going to be a help and it's going to really drive us forward. And that can be part of the intelligence that emerges. And sometimes we need to say, wow, you know what? The culture we used to have, the culture we've had, which was we're a small organization, so we can just, uh, you know, have informal meetings, pull people together, make quick decisions in the elevator. That was great for a while, but now that's actually a hindrance to us because now we have 100 people working for our organization. So we now need to sit down in some regularly scheduled meetings and put a few systems and processes or structures in place because 100 people can't just operate in this really casual manner. So that would be a, a simple example of how a, a culture that was really helpful now becomes a hindrance simply because the organization has grown. Yeah, I love this because you and I have talked a lot and, you know, we've kind of shared stories. You know, I've talked to you about the divestiture and the breakup of AT&T, but let's talk about this idea of how culture respects people because there's been this missing element from this, Claudette, for like, mm -hmm. I don't know, for a really long time. Uh, but for you, this is really an aspect of this that is so super important. So how does intelligence help us build the bridge, right, between results and respect? That's a great question. I think cultural intelligence helps build that bridge because in if we're listening to, if we're going to, we, if we assume that an intelligence that emerges is going to be positive and give us good information, then it's also, you're not going to have an intelligence that, that emerges most likely that says it would be important to disrespect people right now <laughs> because as people, we gravitate toward being respected. That's really important to most of us, if, if not all of us. So part of, you know, cultural intelligence is going to bring forth things like we need to treat our people better. We need to respect them. We need to listen to them. We need to understand what's important to them. Um, we need to stop treating them as you know, as another resource, a human resource or human capital. So I think what naturally evolves is, is, is people wanting to be more respected 
uh, wanting to be trusted. Trust is a foundation for so many other things. So, and we're starting to hear a lot more of that, you know, respect, Mm -hmm. trust, let's build relationships, let's be connected. That's all the foundation of an organization and a culture really working well. I love this. And I want to just say to everyone, Claudette and I, are we are just fired up about this series. And this is the one of several. There has never been a model that has really tapped in to the levels of organizational dynamics like this one in talking about culture. And that's why I love this, cultural brilliance. And I want to just say to everyone, when we come back, we're going to be talking about something I love to talk about. What is that? Listen up. That's what we're going to talk about. Listen up. What does that mean? Well, here's what I want to say to everybody, short break, but you can find out more about everything we're talking about here today, what Claudette is up to. And by the way, if you're sitting there thinking, wait a minute, I don't know, my organization could use some of this. Yeah. ClaudetteRowley.com. And when we come back, I'm going to make sure I spell that out. We're going to give you shortcut for it and all of the above. Are you ready for this, folks? Listen up. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Tim Darter. And I'm Steve Kramer. Join us on Spirit Fire Radio. Discover how to add the mechanics of meditation to your day. And watch yourself connect in a whole new way. Find the amazing moments in life's routines that often pass us by. Add to your awareness with Spirit Fire Radio. Tune in each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for your weekly guide to practical mindfulness. And to learn more, visit www.spiritfireradio.com. Radio. Find Your Shine with Kelly is the show that celebrates what makes you, you. Join co-hosts Kelly Wadler and Dr. Pat Basile as they break down how to brilliantly fuel and move your body and love what makes you shine. Kelly is a professional arts and wellness coach dedicated to helping brilliant women find their confidence, energy, self-love, and shine. Tune in to Shine On Radio with Kelly and find your shine on TransformationTalkRadio.com. What is a brilliant culture and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rally has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you design a culture that thrives. Whether you want to increase your business's success or create a more engaged, unified workforce, Claudette can help. We cannot thrive in a toxic environment. Learn how to create change with cultural brilliance and Claudette Rally. To learn more or to work with Claudette, visit ClaudetteRally.com. Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine, and my show is Sheer Alchemy on TransformationTalkRadio.com. When we're bogged down with our emotions, the hardships that plague us in our relationships, at work, our finances, we literally can't see the higher plane where we could be operating from. Tune in to Leslie Fontaine, Sheer Alchemy on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
Get ready to experience Truth Talk Radio with host Deb Acker. Tune in to Truth Talk Radio each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com to illuminate the truth in your daily life as you experience life, love, and abundance from a whole new perspective. This hit show will leave you feeling lighter and bring you into a place of infinite possibilities every day in every way. Visit TruthTalkRadioShow.com for upcoming transformative topics and guests. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Talk Radio. Wow. Hey, everybody. Uh, It is so great to be connecting with all of you. I I am like so excited. I have been waiting for this moment where I get to introduce all of you to my amazing co-host today for the show uh, and, you know, what she has created. It is groundbreaking, to say the least. Cultural brilliance. And we're going to give you lots of information about this. You're going to hear more about it. This is like an idea whose time has come. So I want to make sure for all of you out there that you can find out more about uh, Claudette. Claudette, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. What is the best way for people to find out more about you and how can they contact you directly? Thanks so much, Pat. So yeah. if you want to find out more about me, my website is ClaudetteRowley.com, mm. which is C-L-A-U-D-E-T-T-E. R-O-W-L-E-Y.com. And phone number, if you want to contact me directly, 781-538-6616. Yeah. And by the way, if you all go to her website, uh, what you're going to see is if you click on the Cultural Brilliance tab up there, what you're going to see is the model. And also the image for today's show that you're looking at is the model that I keep referring to around Cultural Brilliance. Uh, lots of information is going to be provided to all of you, and cultural brilliance is, of course, when when you hear us talk about it, it is the combination of authenticity, design, and integration, and this is a fabulous radio series that you're going to hear much more about. You know, uh, Claudette, here, this is what I'm, like, excited about. Listen up. Listen up. Who knew that we would be talking about listen up when we're talking about cultural intelligence, the tapestry of success? But this is part of this is part of the dynamic that you pinpoint here, right? Absolutely. We absolutely have to listen to culture. That's part of the understanding the cultural intelligence. We have to listen to other people. Uh, And what I find is that a lot of times leaders and organizations are really not listening very carefully to what people are telling them. And so I love this idea is the saying slow down to speed up, which many people have, have talked about over the, over the last couple of decades, especially in our environment, which is not slowing down at all, right? It's getting faster and faster. That there are times when we as individuals or teams or whole organizations need to temporarily slow down and really, really listen to what's going on. 
listen very carefully to what people are saying versus what you really what you want to hear. So really have this intention to understand, seek to understand what people are saying about culture. And as you as you talk to people throughout an organization at all levels and all different departments and units, they have so much to tell you about their culture. They all they all if you put them all together, they have the whole story right there. And often, especially leaders or the senior leadership team want to hear only want to hear certain things. Right. Yeah. They don't want to hear what everyone has to say. They only want to hear what fits their mold or make things easier for them. Well, you and I have been on those leadership teams. That's how we know about this. Exactly. <laughs> uh oh, cat's out of the bag. Right. <laughs> but we learn some things from this, right? I mean, you know, you and I are here today because somewhere along the way, to 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 becoming who we are today in the world, right? We've learned a few things. And this idea of listen up is something that you're very passionate about. I know it, right? Absolutely. I, it, listening is the foundation, if we really think about it, in terms of any communication that's going on, whether that's receiving communication or expressing it outwardly, listening is the foundation of everything else that we do. We can't communicate effectively if we're not listening. Uh, we can't understand if we're not listening. So listening really is primary, and I believe it's a massive part of cultural intelligence to listen up to what people are saying, what they think, what they feel, what they've experienced, how it impacts them, how it impacts the organization, how it impacts the bottom line, how it impacts productivity. I think there's a direct connection if, you, if you're able to take it out step by step between listening and how how successful an organization is, how much have they listened to their people because their people have an an- have answers to lots of their problems. Yeah. You know, I, I want to ask you about something that I know that I, has been, I've been curious about. And, you know, any of the models I've ever seen it, when it comes to uh, organizational culture um, are not really in the understanding how people change and what new environments are and how to even interpret uh, what people hear. hear. And one of the things I did want to ask you about is this idea of understanding. I know Stephen Covey goes through great lengths to talk about, yeah, there's one form of listening and then there's understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, how does that factor in to what you're saying here about the ability of somebody to listen up? Absolutely. Listening up includes understanding how people experience change, mm. what's going on for them. So it could be, you know, anytime we're in a new environment, we're in a new culture. And I'm saying these are could be changes that we really want to see happening. These could be changes that we don't want to see happening. Whatever the case may be, even positive change, people are going to feel uncomfortable. They might feel out of control. They may not have all the information they need. Uh, and they may not have even changed jobs. They may not have not even gone through a merger acquisition. It could just be that their organization is changing. And I think one of the things that a lot of leaders and organizations fail to take into account is that anytime you make a significant change in your organization, you are shifting your organizational culture. Yeah. You're shifting your culture. To br- yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to bring this up because I'm a little, I'm a little dumbfounded here today. Uh, you and I uh, had talked about uh, LinkedIn and then, and then what is it a week now? We just read about Microsoft buying up LinkedIn. Now, that's a mega change, correct? 
It is. It is. Now, you and I don't know enough about their cultures to know change from what to what, but it's still a change. Um, you know, that is the kind of change that happens every day nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. And yet we read about it and we say, oh, $28 billion, blah, blah, blah. But there are people involved in that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, one yeah. of the things that's really nice so f- that we've seen so far about the Microsoft LinkedIn yeah. situation it, is this really great letter that the Microsoft CEO sent out talking about things like that the LinkedIn culture is organization is going to retain its own culture within Microsoft. And there are really specific reasons for that. Um, He talks about that both cultures have a lot of the same attributes. They both care deeply about individual and collective growth. They both find meaning in the work they do to make a difference in the world. So who knows what will really happen down the line, right? And right now, what we hear is that these are two organizations that really, really respect each other. And they believe that coming together is going to really impact both of them not only in terms of the financial side of things and the product side of things, and of course that's part of it, and the growth side of things, but it also sounds like they believe and really respect both of their cultures and that their cultures can impact each other positively. So this is a really refreshing approach that we don't often see. I know. And, you know, the refreshing approach, though, is also part of what you're talking about here when we're talking today about cultural intelligence and this idea of it being the tapestry of success. Um, Because this idea of tapestry means, and, you know, we're into the weaving of it. And we're going to talk about that. I know we're going to talk about that later in the show. But one of the things you said, which I find fascinating, is here we are, new environment, And somebody over there was, uh, shall we use the word bright, since we're talking about brilliance, to figure out this is not your everyday ordinary merger, right? Mm -hmm. Because that is what this is, so to speak, don't you think? Uh, Yeah, it it is. It is a merger and it's not your ordinary everyday merger. Absolutely. You have two really innovative companies coming together in a different way and and looking at it differently, I think honoring the people in a different way, you know, being able to say things like, you know, that the reporting structure isn't changing. The CEO oh. of LinkedIn will re- remain the CEO of LinkedIn. So wow. we, we see historically that some really famous mergers oh. and acquisitions haven't gone very well. They didn't even have that figured out yet. Yeah. That is huge what you just talked about. We're going to take a break. And, you know, when we come back, we're going to actually talk about this. We're going to talk about emergent cultures. You know, what does that mean? And, you know, Claudette is kind of like talking about it here as where the possibilities are with that. But what will, what does an organization have to uncover? How do they look at what's underneath the surface? But I will tell you in the, in the school of thought around cultures, the famous iceberg gets presented and anyone you ever want to talk about any kind of consultant they're pointing to the top part they're talking about the dilemma underneath but i gotta tell you claudette rowley has figured this out the missing link is what we're talking about today we're gonna take a short break everyone get ready for this are you ready are you ready to tap in to your culture's intelligence and do it it with honor, respect, and results. We'll be right back.
radiant, authentic self. For over 15 years, Soul Purpose Advocate Nancy Monson has been focused on leading change in the lives of those looking to live their true purpose. She is devoted to supporting people in living a soul-directed life every day. Let Nancy help you overcome fear, worry, and doubt. Visit EverydaySpirituality.com to learn how Nancy can be your soul purpose advocate. What is a brilliant culture and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rally has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you design a culture that thrives. Whether you want to increase your business's success or create a more engaged, unified workforce, Claudette can help. We cannot thrive in a toxic environment. Learn how to create change with cultural brilliance and Claudette Rally. To learn more or to work with Claudette, visit ClaudetteRally.com. Francine Vale is a being of light. She believes that all people of planet Earth are as well. As co-host of the Angel Healer radio show, Francine teaches you heart-centered ways to manifest healing on your own behalf and how to integrate love more fully into your daily life. Connect with your angels as you find your life flowing with ease and harmony. Walk the path of light with Francine and Dr. Pat Basili every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in to the Angels and Answers Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. Get ready to rid yourself of all that is weighing you down and holding you back from living the life you want for yourself. Coming Clean, The Art of Transparency with Katherine Moss is a hit show for women in recovery who are ready to live life on purpose. Tune in and let Katherine help you live your truth one day at a time. Live each Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Have you ever tried to make lifestyle changes but had difficulty following through? Imagine what it would be like to get up each morning with energy, clarity, and motivation to tackle the day. If you want to get past limiting barriers that are preventing you from living your best life, join holistic health and wellness coach T. Carrie Mitchell each month on The Dr. Pat Show. Or visit Lifestyle120.com today and start to receive the personal attention you deserve. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm so glad that I'm co-hosting here. I'm introducing all of you to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the DNA of organizational excellence with Claudette Rowley. And here's what I want to say about this. Cultural brilliance is an idea whose time has come. Now, this is something that Claudette has created. It's the way that she works with organizations or she works with teams. Uh, She works with individuals to help folks not just show up, but to show up brilliantly and excellently. 
And throughout the radio series and even beyond, we're going to really look at, tap into, and explore what is the DNA of organizational excellence really made up. Today's show, Cultural Intelligence, the Tapestry of Success, is very, very important because we just gave you an example of an emerging culture, uh, but uh, now we're going to we're going to kind of you know we're going to get underneath the hood here, Claudette. Right? Absolutely. Emerging cultures. What does that really mean? And you know, we just gave an example, but this is not about the tip of the iceberg, is it? Not at all. This is about going way underneath the water. Yeah, really starting to look at what's authentic. You know, when we talk about an emerging culture in an emergent culture, we're starting to, we're starting to watch for what's surfacing, uh, you know, what's authentic about a culture, what's needed to meet business goals at a pragmatic level. What does the culture need to look like to meet the most important business goals the company has? And so we really start to look at what's the culture we have right now and what's starting to, through listening to the cultural intelligence, what's actually starting to emerge, what's starting to show up, you know, float to the surface that we haven't seen before. And this definitely requires a fair amount of emotional intelligence, as we've been talking mm-hmm. about, understanding authenticity, being able to listen, being able to handle discomfort and really understand what's going on for people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't it interesting that we spend, um, let's just talk about organizations in general, if we could, sure. because I know that you have experienced both on the inside, as I do inside and outside, working within the corporate infrastructure, but also working on the outside of it, right? Mm-hmm. And millions and millions and millions of dollars are spent. And here comes the organization. They are spending this. And what they find is that even after all of the analysis, all of the assessment, you know, when when it comes down to it, are people really telling the real deal, Right. Are we really getting to the way people not just think, but how about the way they feel? I think feelings and emotions are in in many workplaces are just left completely out of the equation. Yeah. This is this old paradigm then if if you're at work, you don't have feelings. You don't have emotions if you're at work. Well, since we're human, we do. And we also know that there's tons and tons and tons of research, brain research, neuroscience research that talks about that our emotions are really driving a lot of what we do during the day, how we make decisions, what we're saying, what we're doing, how we prioritize things. And so if we're not aware of it, if we're not connected to our emotions, we're not accessing the totality of who we are. And I think a lot of organizations miss that. Yeah. Even to the point of not, not even, even to the point of not even, um, Honoring positive emotions, right. let alone the tougher emotions. Right. I was just going to ask you about that. You know, it's not always about talking about all of the things that go wrong, but you're right. Some organizations, by the way, have even stopped uh, calling people out, like, you know, having uh, like these little celebrations for best idea. It's like, no, everybody's a winner. Everybody gets a trophy, Right. Mm-hmm. as if people don't really understand what the dynamic of that is. But, you know, you know, culture has taken a backseat for a really long time, especially a backseat to strategy. Everybody's strategy, strategy, strategy. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I, I think that pe- 
when we look at organizations and we look at employees, one of the things I like to do is ask people how they like to be appreciated. So when I'm working with leaders, I'm working with managers at almost anything I'm training on, whether it's on culture or it's, it's, you know, how to be a great leader, whatever the topic is, we almost always talk about asking people how they want to be appreciated, asking people how they want to receive feedback. Because we often, just because we're human, we'll think we'll give feedback or appreciate people the way we like to receive feedback or the way we like to be appreciated as individuals. We need to ask people. And that's a simple, easy way to bring more positivity and positive emotion back yeah. into an organization. Appreciate people and give them feedback in a way that really works for them. Mm-hmm. One of the Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. One of the one of the things that organizations sometimes do is they'll put in, they won't really listen to people, but they'll say, let's celebrate this win. Let's have, you know, everybody, whenever it's your birthday, we'll have a cake for you, things like that, which is really great. People start to object to that when they feel it's inauthentic, back to authenticity as we talked about before. Yeah. And they feel that, oh, well, you're celebrating us, but you're not listening to all the all the issues we have and the concerns we have. So then they don't really like the celebration because it's not real. So you really, you have to be telling the truth and listening for those celebrations to work. Yeah. Now, I know that there's a Peter Drucker quote that is very near and dear to you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and Which me too. Is, yeah. Culture eats strategy for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I love this quote because it so succinctly articulates what is really true. We we look at cultural dynamics in organizations. You can you can go through strategy all you want. If you haven't handled handled the cultural aspect of it, the culture will continue to drive everything that you're doing. And the strategy will will just be left behind. So you really need to look at culture when you're designing a strategy. Neither make sure the strategy matches the culture or you shift the culture to support the new strategy. You know, one of the things I'm really acutely aware of is this idea of emergent cultures. And what I what I'm aware of about this is that, you know, Prior to, you know, talking about this in this segment, you know, we talked about uh, tapping into the cultural intelligence and listening up. And I I think right now I'm really struck by if you're not doing those first two things, then I don't I'm not even sure how you can see what's emerging or how you can look at, you know, the opportunities to harness uh, what's emerging. Right. Isn't this a dynamic that we have to be constantly reminded of? Otherwise, it's really easy to shut our eyes around things. I mean, I I don't think you're saying that this is the easiest conversation to have in an organization, are you? No, it's definitely not the easiest conversation to have. I would agree with that. And I also, yeah, if you're not if you're not understanding and tapping into your cultural intelligence and you're not listening up, you aren't going to be able to notice what's emerging. You're not going to be have the eyes to see it. It's and it's not always the easiest conversation, which is why some leaders shy away from it. Because they're going to hear, so leaders can't know everything about their culture. There's no way because they're not, there's lots of places they aren't in on a day-to-day basis and nor should they be in an organization. So then they have to, they have to have a conversation with, you know, different managers throughout the organization, middle managers, people in the field, people in the front lines, whatever kind of industry it is. And they need to really understand what these people have to say about the culture. So they're inherently going to hear some things they may not want to hear. So it's not always easy. Yeah. But, you know, doesn't your model, what you've created here in cultural brilliance, doesn't you, doesn't this really give people a blueprint 
for having a bigger conversation and and not just a bigger conversation because listen you know you you have a, a full organizational approach for this you know we're talking about things that you've designed a methodology to handle and the radio series is going to really do that for us right um, but you also by taking this approach you're not just looking at one or two people at the top are you Absolutely not. No, we would be this approach that what's inherent in this approach. One of the big values of this particular cultural brilliance approach is that people at all levels of the organization are involved in understanding culture and understanding and designing what might need to change or shift in a culture and then how to integrate it. So this this a particular organizational culture becomes a brilliant culture. Absolutely. So we we want as many people involved as it makes sense. So it's not just the leaders. No. Wow. Well, we're going to take a short break because when we come back, we've got a question that came in from a, one of our fabulous listeners. We're going to be talking about that. And then tapestry. Yeah, of course. But what does it mean to weave your culture? What does that mean? Weave your culture. Well, Claudette is going to tackle that as well as we're going to provide our fabulous listener, Karen, with the answer to her question. We'll be right back, everyone. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at the drpatshow.com. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. Get into it for 2016. Do you want more prosperity, clarity, energy, and balance in your life? Join Lynn Brown now for one of her amazing workshops, each focusing on a key part of living your best life. For more information and to register for one of these amazing workshops, visit lynnbrownevent.com. That's lynnbrownevent.com. And get into it this 2016 with Lynn Brown. What is a brilliant culture and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rally has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you design a culture that thrives. Whether you want to increase your business's success or create a more engaged, unified workforce, Claudette can help. We cannot thrive in a toxic environment. Learn how to create change with cultural brilliance and Claudette Rally. To learn more or to work with Claudette, visit ClaudetteRally.com. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub for Empowerment Radio and learn breakthrough solutions to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. 
Tune in the first and third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific to Empowerment Radio with host Dr. Friedemann Schaub on Transformation Talk Radio. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com to learn more. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great. Claudette Rowley here joining me today. Cultural Brilliance Radio, the DNA of organizational excellence. Uh, Karen, thank you for your question. Before we jump into that, and I think your questions, question, questions, comments are directly related to uh, what we're about to talk about. Weave your culture. Um, uh, But before we do, Claudette, one more time. How can folks find out more about you? How can they contact you directly? Let's just make sure we're putting that out there for folks. Great. Thanks, Pat. So my website is ClaudetteRowley.com. And Rowley is R-O-W-L-E-Y, ClaudetteRowley.com. And direct line to me is 781-538-6616. Awesome. So we're going to be talking about Weave Your Culture now. And Karen, thank you so much for your your questions. And we're going to try to to get this here as succinctly as we can. Uh, Karen has called into the the show, and I just want to read a little bit about this. Uh, Karen says, you talked about cultural authenticity and understanding. If the organization is talking about changing the culture, how do you know and trust that is really what the organization wants to do and it's not just talk? Let's start with that one because I think that'll help in some of the follow-up questions that Karen has been sending in. You, you know, isn't that a great question, Claudette, right? Yeah, it's a phenomenal question. And thanks, Karen, for sending that in. It's because this happens so, what Karen has articulated is something that happens so often in organizations. And I think when we're, when it takes me back to authenticity. Because if an organization is being authentic when it's talking about changing its culture, then you can trust that, that that's what it actually means. And when I start working with organizations, that's one, th- one thing we really begin talking about, that this needs to be an authentic process. Uh, we need to build trust during the process. We need to be able, people need to be able to tell the truth in the sense of having honest conversations. So before, as I start working with an organization, I'm really, my team and I are really determining, is this organization open to being authentic and open and honest about the process? It's really key. It's really key. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how would you not have to be? Because most of the time, when people are talking, they separate culture and climate out. And what happens is this whole idea about authenticity doesn't even get brought to the forefront, right? It's the, because most organizations, Claudette, they don't have a way to work with this. But it's this is not just about saying the word authenticity. This is about you creating a, an approach and a technique to do this. And this is, I think, what you're talking about when you say weave your culture. Right. 
Absolutely. It is about creating a process to do it and a technique mm-hmm. because when an organization decides to understands that its culture probably should change in order to meet its needs, it has to, one thing that people need to be aware of is that we don't know exactly how culture is going to change. We can't decide, oh, you know what, I, we want a culture that looks exactly like this, so can we make that happen? No, your culture will evolve however it's actually going to evolve. You may have parameters around it. You may guide it. But there, part of this idea of weaving your culture is, is listening to the cultural intelligence and starting to weave in pieces of what's there. So you might say, well, in a successful culture, we would be A, B, and C. But you can't completely control the outcome. And I think that's one of the places that some leaders and managers get stuck because the cultural change starts to feel like it's something they didn't necessarily sign up for. And it's risky for them. So they have to get on board with the fact that they don't exactly know what the outcome is going to look like when they start to weave a different culture. Yeah. I love the whole idea of talking about weaving because, you know, today we're talking about cultural intelligence. We're calling it a tapestry, a tapestry of success. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important for all of us to to remember, you know, this idea of a tapestry, but also, you know, you have this, this way of talking about this matrix of a brilliant culture. And I, I love that phrase. I love to be able to talk about brilliant culture because in today's world, so often we talk about what is not working, right? Mm, but absolutely. now here you are, we're saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why not weave a brilliant culture? Absolutely. Why not weave a brilliant culture? And I, you know, I say the tapestry of success and I use the word weaving because it's not a linear process that you will literally see the culture come together and, you know, something will change in communication, something will change in production. Some, somehow the problem, self, problem solving will improve or shift. And you'll notice over time that you really do weave a different culture. And that doesn't mean, though, that you can't put together a matrix of what a brilliant culture would look like for your organization or identify two or three or four levers of how your culture can transform. I'm thinking of an organization I worked with a number of years ago, and this part of this organizational culture was that people really were on, had the freedom to be very unkind to each other. They could be rude in email. Sometimes they weren't even civil in certain conversations. And a new CEO came on board and he said, wait a minute, this, this doesn't make any sense. We need to have a level of respect. We need to be kind to each other. People don't have the right to be unkind or uncivil to each other here. And that was the lever he really worked in that organization to shift the culture around that was he modeled it. He spoke about it. He spoke openly and honestly about it. He talked to people about why this cult, this culture of unkindness had, be allow, had been allowed to, to surface and evolve over time. And that's something he really used to shift the culture quite a bit. And it actually led to a lot more innovation because people were not afraid to talk to each other more openly and honestly when they knew some kindness was going to exist. Yeah, it's really interesting. We're talking about respect and I know we're going to do other shows and we're going to talk about it more. Um, uh, You know, I shared with you that my research of what over a decade or plus ago really put respect on the top. I know there have been research on that since, but isn't it interesting that you and I are talking about that because now we've got what is a common sense thing, right? Now we've got all this research to support it. But authenticity doesn't mean that we are radically honest with someone to the point of destroying them emotionally either. 
absolutely not. We're not right. talking about that. We're talking about using our emotional intelligence in an authentic way, right? <laughs> How do we talk to people in a way in which they still feel respected, in which we can be open and honest in a way that's as humanly kind as possible? So no, we're not talking about authenticity is not a code for tell the truth no matter how in any way you want to tell it. No, definitely not. Wow. I can't believe how quickly this time with us together uh, has gone by. Um, but I wanted to give you an opportunity here to really, to, you know, address some of the things we've talked about today. You know, some of, some of the personal things that you'd like to share with us, you know, your personal message for the show, uh, as well as for this fabulous way to work with organizations. And thank you so much, Claudette, for all that you do. And thank you for creating this. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. So glad to be on the show. So going back to Peter Drucker's quote, culture eats strategy for breakfast. <laughs> um, I, I think we can't remember that enough sometimes in organizations. Really not think we need to think of culture as part of the larger whole, the part of the larger fabric of the entire organization and not separate it out as it sometimes is. So that's part of what I would say is remember, culture eats strategy for breakfast and really listen to your organization's cultural intelligence. Even as an individual person in an organization, you can start listening to what wants to emerge in your culture. What are people saying? And really start understanding how the culture is part of your tapestry of success in your organization. Wow, I love this. Now, I know we're going to do many, many more shows on this, and I'm excited about them. I want to just ask you this question. Um, How does this and how has this journey for you affected you in the way that you're now looking at uh, working with organizations? Because this is a brand new platform for you. And what I love is it's not brand new. It's something you've been doing for decades, but now you've put it out in a way that other people understand the importance of it, right? Yes, yes. So it's changed my work in organizations. As you said, I've been doing this for a long time, yeah. but it's it allows us to actually tell the truth more quickly. When we start talking about authenticity, when we start looking at culture and how the culture is driving a lot of things in the organization versus coming in and saying, let's improve productivity or let's have more effective communication. And both of those are great. We also look at, well, what is in the culture that's driving the communication to not be effective? How is how is the culture influencing productivity to the positive or negative? So I feel like it brings more truth-telling into the way that I work with organizations. Wow. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about what we're talking about here. Uh, And the other thing is congratulations to you, Claudette, for coming up to the forefront with this. I am so thrilled about the book that you're writing about this, the radio series we're doing it. And for Karen, you're listening to this show. I know you're going to be telling your friends, your bosses and everybody else. And we've given you a way to contact Claudette directly. I'm excited about this, Claudette. Thank you so much for today. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. All right, everybody out there, I want to thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. I'm getting some other messages. Yes, if you've missed the first part of this show, you uh, will be able to listen to this later on today. And then we will have uh, On Demand 24-7 popped up by tomorrow if you've missed it. Stay tuned. We've got much more coming your way with Claudette Raleigh and and cultural brilliance radio folks guess what the dna of organizational excellence we'll see you next time you've been listening to cultural brilliance radio with claudette rally 
Conversations that are transforming the world of culture and business. You can download this podcast and find out more about Claudette and her breakthrough work at ClaudetteRally.com. 